Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life with your host Avik. This podcast is all about exploring the latest research, sharing personal stories and providing personal tips for improving our mental health and well-being. Each episodes will be joined by experts in the field of mental health as well as individuals who have experienced the transformative power of a healthy mind firsthand. Together we will dive into a range of topics from managing stress and anxiety to building resilience and cultivating happiness. So, join us on this journey to discover new ways to take care of our minds, bodies and souls and let's work together to create a healthier, happier world one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind Healthy Life. I'm your host Avik and today we have Tammy Andrin George. Welcome to the show Tammy. Thank you Avik. Thank you so much for having me. Very happy to be here. Lovely. So Tammy like before we start our conversation today I would love to mention this to all of our listeners that Tammy is the founder of Tammy's Take on Pilates. So uh rehab nutrition. So uh thanks Tammy for being here. and uh, so tammy's journey from a dancer to actor or model is really inspiring so like with 30 plus years in the pilates she's created a unique approach blending various disciplines for joyous fitness so her work with the diverse clients emphasizing the empowerment and joy plus her you sure that's healthy So podcast adds a fun with two wellness discussions. So uh, stick around for insights on the fitness, mindfulness, and finding joy with Tammy today. So welcome to the show again, Tammy. Thanks again. Oh my gosh, I love when uh, someone with your wonderful voice reads what you've been doing in the world. I'm like, wow, I did all that. <laughs> Let's go. Exactly, exactly. So tell me, like, um, to start with, if you can share a bit about your personal journey and 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 how you became passionate about helping others to achieve their health and the fitness goals. Oh, my pleasure. Um, I started in the world as a competitive dancer, competitive cheerleader in the United States. That is a crazy world, um, and you have to have a strong dance background. Now it's a lot of gymnastics. At that time, it wasn't, but um, you know, you're practicing easily fifteen hours a week. You're going to competitions, and as I got older and started segueing into dancing more professionally, I found out that the models. in music videos were making more than I was making as a dancer and I was breaking my neck so I segwayed to modeling then I realized I'm very short I'm 5 foot 3 I'm never going to be able to do high fashion because <laughs> I don't fit the clothing so I started doing commercials I've done oh my gosh over 100 national I think commercials regional that segwayed into television and film I met my husband on a film called Starship Troopers that some of your audience uh, might remember I was an actor for a good 25 years I loved it. but there is a point when you aren't getting back what you're putting in and i don't mean in terms of booking jobs i was always working that was never an issue 
but my passion was dwindling. And I always had a, a fitness business on the side. I have taught some form of fitness since I was 15 years old, from dance to step training, you name it, weight training, you name it. I got into Pilates in the late 80s, early 90s, and I realized everybody needed this. And I my husband's health was declining and I realized I didn't want to spend my time on a movie set, on a TV set waiting. Mm. You wait a lot during production. I wanted to be doing. So I turned my side hustle into my mainstream. I have not looked back. It has been so rewarding. Um, my company is called Tammy's Take On because when I would teach at large Pilates studios, teachers would call out to me while they were with their clients. Hey, Tammy, what's your take on this exercise? Hey, Tammy, what's your take on this injury? Hey, Tammy, what's your take on this diet? And that's where the name came from. And I realized, you know, we are bombarded now, especially today. We have so much in social media, your feeds, be it YouTube, WhatsApp, Instagram, you turn on your TV, if you're still getting commercials, even if you're streaming, they're still finding a way to get to you, you open your email, every possible diet, fitness plan, what you're supposed to be doing, what you're supposed to look like, it's all there. And you mix that with the things that we hear from the people in our actual lives. It's a hot mess. It's a hot mess of fitness out there. Lovely. Great. So, um, I mean, many of us battle uh, with a negative voice in our heads. So how do you help individuals identify and also at the same time recognize this uh, saboteur in the context of their health and the fitness journey? I find it so interesting that we talk to ourselves in a manner we would never speak to anyone else. If I were a guest in your home, I think you would be so kind. You've been so kind to me to have me a guest on your podcast. You would never say, oh, my gosh, you idiot. Are you going to eat that? You would never say, you lazy cow. You didn't do your workout today. You would never say that to me because you would treat me with the utmost respect and kindness in your home. But I know what I would say to myself, which is, I can't believe you went to Avic's house. You ate all the things you know you're not supposed to eat. You didn't get your workout in today. Oh, my God, how lazy can you possibly be? And then you think you're going to fit into that dress on Saturday? That's how we talk to ourselves. And it's incredibly unhealthy. It's incredibly damaging. And that negative voice in our heads, what I have found to be so amazing is a lot of times, it's not our voice. Exactly. <laughs> we don't even know where that voice came from. It's not our voice. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. It could have been a well-meaning parent or an auntie or someone nearby to you who said, dear heart, you should lose a little weight. Oh, honey, if you just ate a little better, oh, you'd be you'd be feeling so much better. The the boys would love you. The girls would love you. You you go to more parties. That's in your head. Or you went to your doctor's, your checkup. And, you know, you spend that much time in school, education, becoming a medical professional. Sometimes you lose social graces and they have a lot of patients to see. So doctors can be very short sometimes when they speak to their patients. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You're going to need to lose 20 pounds. And I need you to do cardio for an hour a day. And you leave. Yeah. And you have been given no direction, just a criticism. True. Exactly. So that voice now, we channel it, 
it morphs, it follows us around all day, and it can really, I, I think you've heard of yo-yo, yo-yo dieting. So there's yo-yo fitness, where you get all gung-ho about whatever you're doing. I'm going to walk every day in the morning. I'm going to take my dog out. I'm going to ride my bike everywhere. And then you don't. So the yo-yo keeps going and keeps going. And it becomes harder every time to get back on track to what you want to do. So, so uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, please. No, no. Were you going to say something? I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're saying something. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just asking. Oh, thank you. Um, so I, in working with my clients privately, and I think now I'm, I'm in the thousands of people I've worked with, which is really fantastic because I would see my clients three plus times a week. Mm-hmm. I could go on this sort of journey with them. Where did you hear this about yourself? Why are you so hard on yourself? Let's celebrate what you're doing, things like that. But now that I also teach online, I teach with a company called OPC, Online Pilates Classes. I have a media presence on Instagram, and I can't go through that journey with, you know, 17,000, 18,000 followers. So I started writing down the things that I was doing with my clients. And the first thing that we do is identify the voice. Do you have the voice, Avik, in your head sometimes? Yeah, exactly. Why not? <laughs> exactly. And but you're so, you know, you do something that is so positive and so outreaching and you get to talk to so many people that yeah. I'm sure you've had time to pull back and think about that. True. Right? It's a it's a brave thing not just in your fitness, but in any aspect of your life to do something like you do where you're reaching out constantly. And so sometimes that negativity can make us pull back and can also make us pull back from trying more. So what I found the hardest thing once people identified the voice in their head was what are these goals you have? Are they even your goals? Are they actually achievable? (laughs) And uh, is this a short-term or a long-term goal, right? That changes everything. Exactly. True. So, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, same. So, um, <laughs> it, it's really true. Like, uh, the, these things uh, sometimes come to our head and we think when we are idle, we think like, oh, this thing, uh, that, that person was saying this thing. Okay, this thing was happening. So, sometimes uh, it sounds funny also, but sometimes also like, you carry on with uh, things. So, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is this yeah. is reality for sure. <laughs> it sort of gets a life of its own, right? Yeah. Exactly. So when I start asking people about the specificity of their goals, if it's I have a wedding coming up and I want to lose 20 pounds before the wedding, okay, that's very common. It's a short-term goal that has nothing to do with creating a healthy life, that has nothing to do with creating a healthy mindset. So I usually try to steer people away from target weight, target dress, target event. Uh, Sometimes guys will tell me, oh, I have a, a golf trip with my buddies. I want to be able to take my shirt off when we're on the beach. And I'm like, okay. That's great. That's short term. And there's nothing wrong with the short term goal, but just know what it is. Let's be honest about it. And then are you setting goals you can't reach? Um, If 
You've been sedentary most of your life. You're not really into that kind of movement fitness. And you suddenly want a six pack in four weeks. That might not be the most realistic goal in the world. (laughs) Maybe we take a look at what's the goal you could reach. How about I want to be able to do a 15 minute ab sequence without hurting my back. I want my belt to not cut into the lower part of my waist because my stomach is hanging over. How about that? How about we do goals that we can set little targets to, and then we celebrate those little targets when we get there, and we celebrate everything you're doing along the way so that the wedding doesn't matter, the beach doesn't matter, you matter, you feeling good is what matters. Exactly. Exactly. Very, very true. Yeah. So also when we're discussing this, uh, uh, one thing is coming to my mind, like uh, what are some of the common challenges or maybe the roadblocks, I would rather say, uh, people face when trying to silence their inner saboteur, like uh, in those uh, health and the fitness thing. I love that phrase, your inner saboteur, because that's who that is, right? So it's really important, as there's a saying, nature abhors a vacuum. You cannot take something away without filling that space that you created. So one of the things I have my clients do is we create not just affirmations. We create what I call heck yes. Those are personal cheerleading moments because every time you recognize the voice in your head, stop, take a moment, breathe about it and choose differently, that's a moment to celebrate. Mm. And celebration is different than reward. One of the reasons we often don't succeed in our goals is that we are reward-based. All of us as children, you're a good little girl, you're a good little boy, here's a cookie. That's a reward celebration is the woohoo and that releases all the great chemicals when you celebrate you get what's called dose dopamine oxytocin serotonin endorphins you get a dose of the good stuff so i actually have my clients write down four great things that we can say in a moment hey i caught that voice look at me i'm amazing hey i'm choosing not to listen at anything that's a woo yeah moment and it's different for everyone i have some people who very quietly just do a little fist pump i have some people where every time something great happens this one person i'm thinking of right now he works from home every time he has a moment that's a mental breakthrough of being kind to himself he goes and he rubs his dog's belly so not only <laughs> does he get a celebration but his dog gets a celebration too and he reinforces this great behavior. You had a guest on, um, oh my God, Aaron, I can't think of his last name. And he was talking about habits, habits. <laughs> the negative self-speak is a habit that we have to unlearn. And the only way to unlearn a habit is to replace it with something better. Exactly. I have to ask you, Avik, growing up, did you have to learn cursive was learning cursive writing mandatory in school for you? Uh, it was not mandatory, but uh, I, I used to, uh, I mean, obviously uh, the teacher and everyone asked me that it is also very important. So, yeah. So I asked because 
especially this younger generation that's coming up. I have a 17-year-old. They write very little by hand, and they almost never cursive write. They print block everything, right? Yeah. And the thing is, when you are trying to change habits and when you are trying to change negative self-speak, writing is the most important it will ever be in your life. Okay. And, and, and you can do everything. I also believe, Samaya also believe like uh, writing helps you uh, memorize things also. So it's, it's absolutely connected. It's muscle memory. What you're talking about is absolutely muscle memory, right? And when you are writing... One, to release the things you don't want to carry around anymore, like bad luggage. Mm. And you're writing good things that you want to keep, especially if you can write them in cursive. Do you know it takes more muscles to write in cursive than it does to write in print, in block print? So you are helping your brain. You are literally helping your spirit change over. And um, I mentioned to you that I'm very excited to give away to your listeners a workbook that I created that I give to my clients. I give to my followers. It's absolutely free. And the first complaint I always get is I can't type my answers in <laughs> because I don't want you to type your answers in. I want you to download, print it out and write your answers in because that physical act of writing is what is going to help mm. you change. Let's let's quiet that negative voice and let's replace it with the voice that loves you because we deserve to love ourselves. Our fitness means we love ourselves. That's very, very true. Exactly. So, um, okay. I mean, uh, striking a balance between uh, setting the realistic fitness goals and also pushing oneself for is also very crucial. So how do you guide individuals in finding this equilibrium to avoid those discouragement back to talking about habits how we set ourselves up is really how we strike that balance because you're not going to know if it's time to progress in mm. your fitness in your healthy eating journey you're not going to know if it's time to progress if you're not consistent because your workouts will hurt every day You're never going to find a manner of eating that is comfortable for you. And I do not advocate any one diet over another. You might choose to be a vegan, vegetarian, paleo, keto, low-fat, pescatarian. They all work. Every eating plan works if you're consistent, if it works with your lifestyle. You have to be able to have celebrations with your family, celebrate a birthday, go to a wedding, go on vacation. If your eating plan is so strict that you can't do that, then you're never going to create the habit that we need. When it comes to your fitness, what are the things you can do that makes your fitness almost automatic? If you're the person that says every morning I'm going to get up and walk, then maybe what you wear to bed for your pajamas is actually your workout outfit for the morning so that all you have to do is get up and put your socks and shoes on and your socks and shoes should be by the front door. So should your water bottle, your water bottle is already ready to go waiting for you. Let's say you have a class that you love to take and um, it's a little hectic making sure you can get to that class. You got to change clothes. You got to do this. You got to do that. If you're lucky enough to drive, Your gym bag is in your car. And don't put one outfit in your gym bag. Put three. Put three outfits in that gym bag. 
so that it stays in the car. At the end of the week, you'll know it's time to take it in and do all the laundry. But this way, what you need is always in that bag, your change of clothes for work, uh, socks, headband, whatever. It, there are things that we can take steps to do that now we make things easier. And when that level of exercise fitness isn't inspiring you anymore, it feels a little rote. Mm-hmm. That's that's the universe telling you it's time to change it up. And I actually change my workouts almost every six to eight weeks. I don't do the same thing all year long. Uh, it's not good for your body. It's not good for your brain. It's not good for your heart. It's important that you add variety. Oh, and one of my favorite tips to give people, I love this one. When you're going shopping, mm. before you're going to go grocery shopping, yeah, prep your pans. Prep your pans. At my house, we eat a lot of hard-boiled eggs here. <laughs> They're easy. You can take them with you anywhere. So before I leave for the grocery store, I actually take a big pot of water and I put it on the stove. I don't turn the stove on. I just put it on the stove. I take out a giant baking sheet. I cover it with parchment paper and I take all the spices that I'm planning on using and I put them on the tape. When I come in from the grocery, dozen eggs immediately goes right into that water, turn it on. In the time that those eggs are boiling, I can wash and prep the vegetables, put them on the cookie sheet, throw them in the oven and roast them. So now, by the time I put the last of the groceries away, I have at least a dozen hard-boiled eggs ready to go, and I have a pan full of vegetables, potatoes, cauliflower, broccoli, green beans, radishes, you name it. I put it all on the same tray. They might all all be seasoned the same way um, because I season them in rows. Each row is a different flavor. But now... In the same 15 minutes it would have taken me to put the groceries away, I've actually cooked two things that are going to help me make a habit easy. Exactly. True. That, that, that's true, definitely. So, uh, I mean, you mentioned that the importance of laughter in the wellness journey. So, uh, can you elaborate like how humor plays a role in overcoming those challenges and staying motivated? Oh, my pleasure. First off, if you laugh, you engage all of your abdominal muscles. It's called the transverse abdominus. It runs all the way up to your sternum, all the way down to your hips. And when you are happy and laughing, you are engaging that muscle. And wouldn't you rather laugh than do a bunch of sit-ups? Any day, right? So that's one. The other part is we were talking about dose before getting those really important natural chemicals to the brain. When you smile, when you laugh, you associate whatever behavior you're doing at that time with where did I happen to get this really good dose of positive chemicals? And now your brain and your body start to make a synergistic relationship. When I did that, I was happy. Let's go do that thing again because I was happy and I got the chemicals I needed. So uh, mindfulness is often, often, uh, it's a powerful tool. So how do you engage the individuals to reflect uh, on their progress and also stay mindful of their health and the fitness goals without becoming uh, overly critical? So there's actually a medical term called orthorexia. Okay. And not like 
starving yourself. But orthorexia is the hyperfixation on things that are perceived to be healthy. And here's the most interesting thing. I think if you look in the dictionary, there's no one definition for healthy. It's the state of feeling mm-hmm. like you are in good health. Right? So in Pilates in particular, in yoga, your mind-body connection is integral to the workout. In Pilates, let's say you're going to do something as simple as a biceps curl. Everyone knows what that is. You put a weight in your hand, you bend your elbow, you bring the weight up by that bent elbow position. In Pilates, the movement of the weight is actually the last thing we're thinking about. We would like you to release the top of your shoulders, pull your latissimus dorsi down, Close your rib cage, pull your belly button into the small of your back, engage your glutes, squeeze your inner thighs, breathe. Now let's move the weight, right? We have five or five to seven things we want you to think about before you actually do the exercise. So you don't have a choice but to be mindful. When you're doing yoga, especially if you're working with someone who is a breath work practitioner, yeah. It's all about how your breath is controlling the movement. Where are you sourcing your power from? People say core, core, core. The core is so much more than the front side of your stomach. The core is like a cylinder wrapping around you, top to bottom, front and back. And so when you take those moments to go into yourself during your workout, it's a, it's a special place because it's a special time for you. It's not about your to-do list. It's not about the work you didn't get to. It's not about the jobs you have to do later. It's just about you. And I find that people who really tap into that level of mindfulness in their workout hmm. with humor, with variety, with joy, um, the progressions almost come naturally. Like, rarely do I ever have to say to someone I'm working one-on-one with, okay, we've been doing this one exercise for a while. It's time for you to try something harder. Their body will literally be craving the next thing. How, how do we move up in that? That's something great, yeah, I would say. So, mm-hmm. okay, uh, looking ahead, what are mm-hmm. your aspirations in helping people overcome their inner sabotage and at the same time achieve lasting health and the fitness success Ooh, okay <laughs> that's a lot to, that's a lot there okay moving yeah. forward yeah uh, this is going to sound so funny because i'm going to tell i'm going to tell you it's a beware okay we all know about ai artificial intelligence yes i would say Be very mindful of the things that come to you. Be very mindful of the things that come to your feed. Uh, My clients often, my followers often will send me things. Do you think this is good? Do you think this is healthy? Do you think, do you think, do you think? Try everything if you'd like to try everything. But know that as long as you are moving and you are happy, you're in a great place. As long as you are eating nutritious foods, on the spectrum of foods, try to eat the rainbow, 80% of the time, you're okay. Don't feel that every new thing that comes along, you must jump on that bandwagon. You don't need to. Now, the flip side of that is technology has never been more helpful, right? We are living in an age where if you like to walk, 
can listen to podcasts. That's how I found you. I was listening to your podcast when I was walking. Um, you, there are meditations that, that are made for exercise that you can actually be in your mind while you're doing your exercise. Maybe you're riding your bike, you're going for a walk, you're doing something like that. Um, there are gauges, apps you can use, spreadsheets, you know, everyone's got a Google sheet available to them. If you want to log everything you're doing, as long as it doesn't make you crazy. So I would say for the future of how fitness is going to go and how it's going to help us all succeed and be in a happier place, Use technology to help you. And if you ever find that technology is making you feel bad about yourself, it's not for you. Let it go. Send it out into the universe. It's for someone else. Find the next thing. That's really great. Uh, I, I won't say it's a suggestion, but uh, the way you mentioned, I explained it. It's really, really, uh, really great. I, I believe uh, listeners will uh, gonna resonate with this for sure. Definitely. So, dear listeners, I would oh. love to uh, listen from you uh, what you think. So, uh, you can comment down uh, on on your uh, social media platforms. So, that, that's really great. Yeah. So, uh, b- before we wrap up, like for our listeners, what piece of advice would you give to start silencing their own inner saboteur today and work towards a healthier and more fitter tomorrow? The first thing I would say is the second you hear it, the second you have that moment, stop whatever you're doing, just stop and just be quiet for a moment. And then just, I love myself. I choose myself. I choose to love myself. Start there. Just start there. Anytime you have a quiet moment today, I love myself. I choose myself. I choose to love myself. Excuse me, losing my voice. If you can start from there, I can't even begin to tell you how many close a door opens a window, right? Close the door on that negative voice and windows, visions will open to you of possibilities that are out there. So love you, choose you, and that will always lead you down the right path. Wow. Lovely. That's really lovely. That's great. Great. So dear listeners, there you have it. Another inspiring episode of Healthy Mind, Healthy Life. A big thank you to our incredible guest, Tammy, for sharing her wisdom on silencing the saboteur and achieving that health and the fitness goals. So uh, if you found today's episode valuable uh, and our discussion valuable, do not forget to subscribe, rate and leave a review because your feedback means the world to us. It helps us to uh, bring you more conversations like this. So uh, stay tuned for more empowering conversations on uh, the mind-body connection. And until next time, take care, be kind to yourself and keep working towards a healthier and more happier you. So thank you so much. Thank you.